everybody that may be watching this. My name is Gavin Gotzi. Welcome to the city. This is our new podcast. Um, I'm a 15-year-old boy. I love talking about sports. I play golf in high school. And with me today, I have our guest, Mr. Hello, my name is Walter Kane. <laughs> I am I am 16 years old, so I'm older than this little dummy dummy. Yep. Uh, I enjoy talking about sports. I enjoy playing sports. And that's me. All right. <clears throat> so, um, our podcast that we're starting, uh, obviously the name of it is The City, and the background behind that, um, I don't know really how to make it the make sense. The background is, his nickname's The Governor, so yep. I was just like, you know what, since he's the host, why don't we just call it The City, because, yep. you know, governors run cities. Yep. And uh, somebody that uh, couldn't be with us today, the co-host, uh, Taylor Street, he couldn't make it today, but you guys will see him in the next episode. Um, uh, he's going to be the, uh, his nickname, I guess, will be The Sheriff, and Walter here, I suppose you could call I'm him the I'm the peasant. Mayor. Okay, I was going to say the mayor. But so, um, we're going to try and work on this podcast once, uh, one day a week, maybe two, um, and we'll try to publish uh, one episode per week, per two weeks, um, something uh, like that. Um, we are also going to uh, put a little bit of focus into our uh, local high school sports, um, Upper Cumberland uh, and Tennessee Professional Sports, because we are in the state of Tennessee. Um, I love the Tennessee Titans, uh, love the Tennessee Volunteers. Go Tits, baby. Uh, yep, go Tits, Tits up. Uh, with all that being said, we're going to uh, hop uh, hop right into uh, the coaching changes that have taken place this week, the retirings, uh, the retiring of Nick Saban, the hiring of Kalen DeBoer, and uh, while we were um, getting ready to start for this, Washington um, hired their next head coach, the Arizona coach, not sure exactly what his name is, but I mean... Is that a good replacement? No, it's not. Oh, but, no. I mean, it's okay. It's not a good replacement for Alabama either. I 100% I agree with you. Because, um, I mean, no matter what, that dude's only that dude was only a good coach because of the players he had around Exactly. Like, I, I was about to get into that. Saban's overall record at Alabama, this is not his uh, collegiate uh, record. This is just Alabama. It was 206-9. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, his record was 104-12. But did he play anybody like Nick Saban was playing? Mm-hmm. No. Did he have good players? Arguably at Washington, yes, he had very good players in Michael Penix and uh, the receiver. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Saban uh, was probably the most influential college coach uh, of, if not the generation of all time. Um, he had nine SEC titles, six national championships at Alabama. Uh, he made he had a great impact uh, on the program. Uh, you know, any team that they have in the future that's good uh, will have to always live up to. Um, you know, would could it be any better coached by Nick Saban? Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but uh, obviously the hiring of Kalen DeBoer was. They were getting all they could. People were saying Lane Kiffin. That was the dumbest take I've ever heard in my life. He's had arguably the best transfer season um, 
this just, year. I just think that with the with Nick Saban stepping down, mm-hmm. Alabama's just going to go in a they're, they're down. They're done. I mean, they've already had because you know they lost. They they've already lost. Yeah, they've lost like, a bunch of three, transfers like two and five stars. Yep. They've bu- they've lost a bunch of signings. They lost oh a receiver. Gosh, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, they're <clears throat> they're not going to find another coach like Nick Saban ever unless it's Nick Saban. That's the only way I can put it, unless they hire him again. Uh, <clears throat> so, my personal opinion, was it a good hire? No, it was not. I don't think it was a good Okay. Glad we're on the same page there. Um, so, now uh, we're going to talk both about the Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll um, departing their ways at their respectable coaching uh, locations, uh, the New England Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they're both um, clearly getting older and uh, in my opinion, well, I didn't know Pete Carroll was in the Pete Carroll. Time. Yeah, he, he's like seventy four. He's he's older than Bill Belichick. I he was um, like yeah, I didn't think he was old. He's in he's in very good shape for somebody his age. Um, in my opinion, which coach was doing better at coaching their respective team? Pete Carroll. Um, no, I'm not talking all time. I'm talking current. Uh, obviously, the Patriots had a little bit of lack of talent, and the Seahawks. Had some <clears throat> good, uh, some decent overall players, but I think you swap their positions. Uh, I think Pete Carroll's going to have the Patriots doing just a little better. It, it feels like Pete Carroll was more dedicated to the game, and you know Bill Pelichick was more just kind of there um, coaching because, uh, I mean, did he really have anything else to do? Uh, and he was also... Um, Bill Belichick was also, I, I believe he was the acting general manager as well. His mind just wasn't on the football field at all times. Um, <clears throat> we're going to interrupt this to have a, <laughs> we're going to call a guest real quick. I don't know if he's going to answer right now. We may have to call him more towards the end of the show. Um, we'll see if he answers right now. Okay, well. Okay, I have, I have something to okay. talk about. Okay. How are the Tennessee Vols so bad in football this year? You know, like how, Joe Milton. Like Joe Milton had all this hype about being a Heisman. Oh, my Heisman Lord. They, he and, might, and, and I believed it in, in the preseason. I, I truly did think he was capable of being a finalist. He has arguably the strongest arm I've ever seen in my life. And obviously I'm only 15 years old. But, I, I mean, me and my dad have been talking about it all year. He has one of the strongest arms ever. And I don't think, obviously, he's not the most accurate quarterback, and he's just not overall the a very structurally uh, found quarterback. He's going to declare for the draft. He's gonna get drafted to you know some random team. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. And like, they're gonna coach him, and they're gonna because they can see the potential that man can have if he becomes accurate. He's gonna be like the Anthony Richardson. Yes. Last year's draft. I I agree. He's he's gonna be like a project. They're gonna yeah. try and like develop it, him into a good. And and if they can do that, they'll they be have good. an insane quarterback on their yeah. hands because he can. Sling that ball, dude. He's big. He can run. Uh, if they can just get him accurate, I think uh, let the, him start. You know, to stay patient and the main trust problem the line. was though, like 
he had such like I feel like he had so much pressure on him, mm-hmm. and he lost yeah. like he lost Jalen Hyatt. He couldn't yeah. throw to that speed demon he had, yeah. and I mean he just I just feel like like Tennessee's defense was good, mm-hmm. but I feel like they were better last year. When, I agree and with I that. just feel like that, like Hendon Hooker is probably the best quarterback we've had since. Oh, 100 percent. Peyton Manning, yeah, hundred percent. Hendon Hooker was amazing. Um, had he um, not tore his ACL in that game versus, I mean, they're making the college football playoffs, and they're oh, hundred percent. I, mean, I bet and they argu- make it. Arguably, um, people. It would have been we would have been the four seed. We would have had a, a rematch, a regular season rematch with uh, Georgia. As everybody says, it's hard to beat a team twice. Hundred percent, it is. You know, but, I don't who, know, who knows what would have happened had Hendon Hooker not torn his ACL. I'm a hundred percent think he's beating Bryce Young with the, for the Heisman. Uh, it, it was. Well, I'll put it this well, way: he's hundred percent a finalist. The fact, yeah, the fact that he wasn't even a high, like a finalist, yeah, and that's just ridiculous. After, after the fact that he got hurt is kind of crazy to me because he was the best quarterback oh, in college football. A hundred percent, he I don't who, just he had one of the greatest deep balls. Bryce Young wanted that. Bryce, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like Bryce Young. I feel like him. Look Hooker. at him now; he's five eleven. He just, it, I mean, in college he was crazy accurate. And just because he was confident. To his defense, though, he's on the worst team. I agree, but, like, he was confident uh, in college, you know, doing what he wants. And, you know, most of the time it paid off, so he didn't really have any consequences with Coach Saban. But I feel like he's on that big platform now. He's just nervous to really try any of the crazy stuff well, he did Well, me and me, my dad talked about this. Alabama quarterbacks never perform well in the NFL. Because they yeah. always have good receivers around them. Oh, I know. Like they have Tua, Tua is doing good. Tua and Jalen Hurts are doing good right now because, because they have they good have receivers. Good receivers. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has, has struggled because he because AJ Brown has been playing well. Yep. Devontae Smith has been playing pretty. Had, I think he's been hurt recently. Yeah. Tua struggled last night mm-hmm. because the Chiefs locked down Tyree Kill, yep. and I don't think they had Jalen Waddle. I don't believe they did. But. Mac Mac Jones, for example, Mac Jones was good. In, was good and great in college, and he sucks now. He sucks. He was good his first year in the NFL, like first in like some of the second year. He's absolute dog water now. He's terrible. And I mean, like, and I mean Bryce Young. Yeah. His best receiver is Adam Thielen, and Adam Thielen's like thirty something. Yeah. Like he's like thirty three. Yeah. So I mean, if your best receiver is a old is like old, then I mean, there's not like you're not going to be able to do well. Yeah. So, with that said, our guest is able to join us now. So, we're going to uh, call our guest speaker and um, see what he has to say. Okay, well, never mind. He said he was able to answer. Um, well, well, I guess we can talk about Justin Fields now because. What, what, what do you want to say about Justin Bieber? I just feel like he's overrated. I feel like Bears fans make the pick and be like the best quarterback ever. And I just don't feel like he's that good. He kind of reminds me of Lamar Jackson in a way. What? He kind of How? Of Lamar How? Jackson. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's accurate. He's fast. He's shifty. Oh. Uh, he has just a terrible team around him. Well, I wouldn't say a terrible team. He does not have the best of 
options around him. I feel like he's doing pretty good. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a decent quarterback. The and fact I, that you and what I, him what to Lamar I, Jackson is absolutely criminal. Well, what I think that the Bears should do is they should trade him. They should uh, draft either Caleb Williams or uh, somebody else. Um, I don't even know any other quarterbacks that are declaring. I think I'm sure Michael Penix is declaring, but yeah, he's Michael probably Penix is, Michael Penix is the third. I think he's pretty good though. I think Michael Penix is a pretty good quarterback. Um, he has connection to Cookville. Uh, he where, where we are, he was actually born here. His dad was a thousand yard rush at our local college. Um, Tennessee Tech. His mom, I believe, holds some track records at Tennessee Tech. Um, his brother, I don't know his name. He currently his brother is, played at Tech. He do, he currently he currently he's currently at Tech. Oh, um, uh, fun fact: Michael Penix's dad played with Brian Johnson. You know that? Really? Yeah. They played with that. he played with him in college. Really? He has it like Brian. Like Coach Brewer has his number. Really? Yeah. He texted. He was. Wow. Like, he texted. I was working out. And he texted Michael Penix's dad. He was like, "Tell your son to go off. I bet like two thousand bucks on him." I was like, "Wow, dang, that's crazy." Um, well, talking about that, how about we move into our um, local high school sports? Um, we're gonna be going over the homecoming game Friday night. Um, DeKalb County. I don't have all the stats uh, available. Well, I have them available, but I'm not gonna go get them. Uh, if anyone from the Upper Cumberland uh, is listening to this podcast, then you all know Upperman has had successful sports programs for at least the last decade, um, and certainly the girls' basketball program. They've been outstanding in the last uh, decade. Um, they're currently 18-2 and and 3-0 in uh, their district play. Um, in the near past, they've had standout players like uh, Kira Levy, who went on to play college basketball for Missouri, Cincinnati, and Vanderbilt, uh, Reagan Hurst, who currently plays for Tennessee Tech, and uh, Brooklyn Crouch, who plays for uh, Chattanooga right now. Uh, all of them, uh, all of those that I just listed, won at least one Miss Basketball Award, um, which is just, I mean, they're, they, we've had some great players come through the program in the past. Um, and how uh, deep... Do you think they can make a run this season? Do you think the girls can make a run this season? It all depends on how Taylor, if Taylor Delente starts going like cold. Yeah. Then I don't. She's been very hot for them uh, as of late with uh, three point shooting. But a phenomenal I shooter. do think that if Gracie Bowler can start getting I to agree. where that where yep. she was last year, yep. I, I think they can fun. start making. A good run. They look really good right now. I mean, eighteen and two is a great record. Yes. And especially three zero in district play um, is very good. We have a very tough district with teams like Livingston, and uh, I don't really know <laughs> any of the other girls Stone. teams that are good. I, I was gonna say Sparta. St- Sparta. Oh, I forgot about Sparta. Sparta has a really good. Sparta has program. the same record as Upperman does. Yeah, they're. They're a very good team. They always are a pretty good team. But Upperman girls always have a good team. And I think they can certainly go to the state tournament. Um, they won their, their, their last uh, – their most recent championship was in 2022 with uh, Abigail Johnson just went on a tear there for like a, a year and a half. Yeah. She just went on an absolute tear. She was unstoppable. She was having like double-doubles every game basically. 
she was just on an absolute tear there for about a year and a half. And uh, especially on that 2022 team with uh, Brooklyn Crouch and Jayla Cobb. They were both phenomenal players, especially Brooklyn Crouch. Um, Miss Basketball. Yeah, Miss Basketball winner. Um, we've had some great players here in the past. Uh, now, the boys have had a decent program here in the last few years. Uh, but it's looking like we're about to um, take off here, if you will. Um, we have the young star in Ty Cobb here. He's a great player. He, he looks like he knows what he's doing out there. Um, we always have solid performances from players like Braden Roberts and Johnson Chaffin. Uh, Evan Huddleston... I know this isn't the game from Friday, but Evan Huston yesterday went off. 18 points, yeah, career high. Absolute, very, very, very good game for uh, Evan Huddleston. Um, given we will lose some players here in the next couple years, I think we can still definitely spiral into a uh, good program on the boys' side. Uh, Walter is on the team, so do you think you could give us uh, some insight on how the boys' team has been looking uh, in in practice oh, here been, as of late. Looking good, man. Really? Looking, looking real good. Looking really good. Yeah. Uh, how how is the coaching staff? Is is it a good coaching staff? It's good, yeah. Good coaching staff. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Um. With that being uh, covered up, um, we're gonna do a brief recap of the uh, football season for Upperman. Uh, going fourteen and one. Uh, state runner ups. Uh, Walter finishing runner-up on defense for total tackles. Do you think the season was successful? Yeah, it, it's we were we were considered the best Upperman team of all time. Uh, we had a bunch we had a bunch of studs on our team: Bronston, Polk, uh, Branson. Yeah, a couple All-State players there. One sitting right next to me, All-State linebacker. If I. Yeah, I do believe. Yep, uh, <clears throat> we're losing mostly our defensive and offensive line players. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, so, do you think we can be as good next year? I think if we get our like a decent O on D line, I think we'll be good. Yep, because we're keeping Ross and Chaffin. Uh, I think he has uh, more of a future in football than he does basketball. I agree with that. Uh, and the reason saying that he's six, what, two, three? He's six four. Okay, six four. Two hundred and ten. So pounds. he's six four, two hundred and ten pounds, and uh, they're in basketball. They're playing him as a power forward center. Uh, most most point, college, most point guard forwards. Like yeah, six. six yeah, like way taller than him. So he's like a average like shooting guard. Yeah, he's like an average shooting guard, and he's not a shooting guard. He's he's not. he's, he's not been developed as a shooting guard uh, in the the past years. They've been uh, using him as a forward and center. So um, on to our final segment. I think we might have some more. Um, let's go over. Our prediction for the remaining wild card games that we have. Um, let me get those pulled up real quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Green Bay Packers and Dallas Cowboys are currently playing. I actually forgot um, about that. Let me go ahead and pull that up on my phone real quick. What did you say? 
So the Packers are beating the Cowboys 27 to 7 at halftime right now. Wow, that is a shock. Wow, dude. Holy crap. Jordan Love with 185 passing yards uh, in a touchdown pass. Uh, Aaron Jones with two rushing touchdowns. Oh my gosh, Romeo Dubs is going crazy. Romeo Dubs with four catches, 102 yards. Dak Prescott. Two interceptions. 81 yards, two interceptions, one touchdown. Tony Pollard, eight carries, 30 yards. That is pitiful. That is not what I was expecting when I opened up my ESPN app. I certainly was not expecting that either. Holy moly, the 9-8 and eight Packers are beating the 12-5 and five Dallas Cowboys 27-7 to seven at halftime. That's insane. Uh, wow, the Packers had a pick six to uh, cap off the first half. Wow. Impressive starting performance. Can they stick with it? I think they definitely can. Dak Prescott, as we saw in the 2021 playoffs, is not built for comebacks. You know, and quite frankly, in every playoff game he's played in, he's just not built for that. He's not built for comebacks. So, (laughs) Packers are going to win this one. Yeah. What do you think about that Texans win? I was not expecting 45-14. Who? No one was. Everyone was hyping up Joe Flacco. I know. And And CJ Stroud would shut him down. I knew. I knew as as a new Texans fan, I just knew. That CJ Stroud was gonna be was gonna be the real deal. Walter claims to be a Texas fan after the uh, disappointing six and eleven tie this season. I can't blame him. Really, (laughs) I I really can't. It was very disappointing. Um, So the next prediction tonight: Rams and Lions. I got that. Could be a good game, dude. The the Rams kind of ended the season like the Bills did. You know, they they kind of ended on a, a winning streak, and it looks like Detroit's favored by a field goal. But I don't know, man. I just feel like Puka Nakua I, I, is I, crazy. I get what you're saying, but I feel like the Lions are just too much. I feel like they they they've just been playing really good so far. They have two good. I I, I agree with that. Jared Goff's been. Out but of, it looks like level. it looks like the playoffs are stunning everybody. So I'm gonna go with another stunner. I think the Rams are have their goal set for this off or for this postseason. I think Matthew Stafford is ready. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyron Williams is doing pretty good as of late. And Puka Nakua is doing pretty good. So I'm going to go with the Rams, honestly, beating the Lions. They're just looking good. I'm going to go with the Lions. Okay, and I don't blame you for that <laughs> one. Now we're going to go Bills-Steelers. Bills. I yeah, I think him. Mason Rudolph's uh, Cinderella run ends here. I think without T.J. Watt, 100%. the Steelers are going to get beat by 30. Yeah, I, I think Mason Rudolph's Cinderella run comes to an end. Just like Josh Dobbs' run, Mason Rudolph's run comes to an end here. He's not throwing for over two, 225 yards I here. Um, next, Eagles-Buccaneers. Eagles are going to just – as much as well, the Eagles have looked like frauds as of late, they're going to run over the Buccaneers. Buccaneers as, much as, I, as much as I want to agree with you, Baker Mayfield has been no. doing really, really good this year. No. And I just feel like the, the Eagles' defense has been so bad lately. I feel like Mike Evans will be able to do something. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, if Chris Godwin's playing. 
I feel like they'll be able to do something. Um, I feel like Tampa's defense has been pretty underrated. I feel like they can definitely keep Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown in check. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Eagles, but I would not be surprised at the Bucs. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think they're just going to roll over them here. I don't think the Buccaneers are really built for anything. And uh, we'll also uh, do a, we'll go over the Chiefs' victory over the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins ever stood a chance. I don't think they did. They're frauds. Uh, well, I wouldn't say they're frauds. I would 100% I think, say they're I think the temperature played a big difference in it. 100%. I know they're not built for temperatures like that, but they're just straight-up frauds. I, I, I like you were saying earlier, if if Tyreek Hill's not on that team, Jalen Waddle's not on that team, they're going to be about 6-11, uh, just like the Titans here. They're going to be terrible. Yeah. And uh, their season comes to a disappointing end, first-round exit. Who, I mean, I'm, I wasn't – they weren't going to make it past the divisional. If they had won this one, they're getting put out loud. I mean, the Steelers could beat them. They did beat them. So. You're really making some interesting. This, I mean, this is all my opinion, so no one can kick me off my own show. So with that being said, we're gonna try and call our guest one more time. <laughs> um, we'll see if he'll answer this time. He really enjoys trains. <laughs> he does. He plays Railway Empire. Okay, well, he didn't pick up once again. Okay, um, we have decided we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, Tennessee um, basketball, Tennessee uh, Volunteers basketball. Um, we're ranked number five. We're probably going to go down. Um, we're probably going to go down in the rankings, probably to like eight or nine or something. Uh, we're a very solid team, in my opinion. I think we're a um, good team. Dalton Connect, good lord. He's a Dalton Connect He's is a insane. What he had 37 against uh, Georgia yesterday. Yep. Uh, we came back. We were down, or 36, uh, rather. Um, we were down by 10, I believe it was at one point, with five minutes left in the game. We come back and beat him with a score of 85 to 79. We're a good team. I think we're certainly uh, fit for. Uh, a good run in the. Uh, I think we're fit certainly for a good run. Dalton Connect currently with a uh, seventeen point average right now. He's playing twenty eight minutes a game. He's played, uh, I believe, all the games this year so far. I feel like in order for us to make a deep run, we need Vescovi needs to get to... hot now. I repeat, Vescovi needs to get hot right now. Zakai Ziegler needs to get his mind set. He needs to start playing a little bit better defense. For Vescovi being considered a, uh, like a, a, a top five shooter in the country, thirty-two percent is not what I would be no. expecting him. Per per Andy Katz, he's a top five shooter in the nation. It's not looking like that right now. I, I agree. In I agree. my opinion, currently Jordan Gainey, uh, uh, the six man, is a. I know his percentage isn't. Uh, better than him. He's not gotten uh, near as much playing time as Vescovi. I think Jordan Ganey is currently right now a better shooter than Vescovi. I agree. He's, I think he's one of our uh, one of the staff's kids, but he's a great shooter. He's a sharp shooter. But just Dalton Connect, dude. Dalton Connect is Lord. He's insane. He's awesome. Transfer from Northern Colorado. How in the world did we land him, dude? 
No one knew he was that good, I guess. And he's like 6'8". Yeah. He's huge. He's absolutely massive. Country boy from northern Colorado. I mean, is shooting all over the SEC. What a steal. What a steal. What an absolute steal. And let's talk about the underrated season Jonas A.D. is having right now. He's having a great season for a center. He's he's seven seven foot one, I think. He's the uh, leading rebounder um, and and the leading blocker, obviously, at seven feet. He he has a nasty mid range jump shot. You know he'll he'll catch the pass at like the the free throw line or around it, and he'll just I mean he'll just pull up shoot around your face splash. I mean so, he's a great player. So last year me and Gavin went to the SEC tournament. Yep. We Got went put to, out by Missouri. Yeah, we we went to watch the lethal shooter. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Miller. Miller. Yeah, they played uh, Mississippi State, I think. And, uh, um, and we we went to watch, and Vescovi was doing Vescovi was doing Vescovi things last yep. year, yep. not this year. Yeah, Vescovi was doing pretty good. Um, but there was this play I forgot his name. There was this player on Tennessee, and me and Gavin just hated his guts for some reason. Euros Plomich. Yes, we Euros Plomich was terrible. Him. He was so the worst he, center in Tennessee. He got it. He got in for two minutes and turned the ball over every time he touched the ball. He's awful. <laughs> he's the worst center. We've ever had. He's playing overseas now. Good for him. We don't want you back. And then we, after the game, we were leaving. Oh my goodness! And oh my goodness! We we were walking through like uh, an outdoor mall. Yep. And my dad, my cold dad, not to mention it's very cold out there. My dad tells me he turns around. And he's like, guys, is that Kyle Corver over there? And we need. It and indeed was. It was Kyle Corver. And my dad walked over and he asked for a picture. And Kyle Corver. Just straight up ignores him. And Doesn't even acknowledge his existence. Turns around Not to mention his big, fat, ugly man. nose, man. I hope he's listening. You're a jerk, man. Just like uh, you'll you'll hear in the second episode, uh, Taylor talks about how John Rahm is the biggest jerk on the PGA Tour. I've not seen him in real life. He looks like a jerk. But I can tell you right here, Kyle Korver is a jerk. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's the biggest jerk in the NBA because he's like the only NBA player I've ever seen. Like on the streets walking in Nashville, he's a massive jerk, he and is. I just can't, I despise him. can't I believe like him. he got this far in life being how he is. If that's how he's always been, surprised he got that far in life. Um, with that being said, um, if our guest, we'll try our guest <laughs> one more time, and if, if if he doesn't answer, we'll go ahead and sign off here. He's probably too busy playing Railway Empire. Railway Empire. <laughs> but if he answers. Good. So uh, that wraps up our first episode here on the city. Uh, we uh, appreciate anyone uh, who listens to this, and we encourage you to stick with us for our second episode next week. He's Gavin Gotti. I'm Walter Kane. This is the city signing off. <laughs>